Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. Happy Friday on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We appreciate you sharing the next three hours with us until the Kyle Bailey show takes over from 3 to 6 p.m. And you can text us via the Garage Door Guru text line at 704-570-9610. I come into the fishbowl today looking at some of the things for pre-show meeting and just discussing some of the topics, right? And then doing some research. And then I look to my right And I see this paper with a couple of cans of beer on it. And I don't know what kind of details I'm supposed to share about this. Have you seen this, Fiddy, the thing I'm about to talk about with a couple of cans of beer? I have not. All right. I'm going to show you as well, and you can serve as the listener. I'm going to describe it to everybody listening. There are a couple cans of beer with Wesson Walker on it. And apparently it's 9.27% alcohol rate. Mm. It's going to be a Wesson Walker wheat ale. And it's me with my Charlotte polo on with the headset. And then it's Wes with the pink jacket, the suit, the swag lord himself right there on the front <laughs> of the can. I don't know if this is going to be a thing. We talked about how possibly this is something that could be in the works. but I Swag I daddy. I don't know if we can get. <laughs> I don't know what kind of details I'm allowed to give. All I'm going to say is if we have a beer can with our face, if we have a beer named after us, Wes, is there any other goal that you wish to achieve in life? And if you probably have higher hopes than I do, but I think that's it for me. <laughs> I'm done. Listen, that's iconic. What do you mean? The thing for when we were kids talking about sports, think about how many times people told you that you should be doing this or that how many times that, you know, people kind of manifested it for you and mm-hmm. were telling you different things like, man, you should be a, a sports guy and stuff like that. They're having your own beer can. It's like when you play video games. Well, I don't like games. cans at all. Can- hmm. Cans are trash. Do you you have a drop for everything now? <laughs> the drop lord. We 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 talked about cans and then you went to cans. We talked about swag lord and then you went to swag daddy from Wes. How many drops do you have in there now? Like 30? Uh, 40? We're uh I'm creating separate folders. Okay. Yeah, like Willie P, there's so many different Willie P sound effects. Mm-hmm. He's got his own folder of all the different things he says. All right, let's I, I desperately want to have some fun today. So can we just unload the folder of Willie P sound today? Just, I, I, I would like to achieve this goal. Not only would I like to have a beer can named after Wesson Walker, I would also like to have the Willie P folder just unloaded on the show. I want to play every single soundbite that is in there. I don't care if there is zero context. I don't care. Is that something that we could possibly do today, Dynamic Producer? Seriously? I can do my best. <laughs> That's a good one. It's well-timed. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Dynamic of you. I think we can do it. Uh, 419 number said cans are trash. Please explain. Yeah, beer cans. Oh, just saying cans are trash. Is is that what Willie was saying about beer cans, that he'd rather drink out of a bottle? Uh, yeah. I, no, I think it was a, a soda discussion when that, when that drop came up. Mm-hmm. I think you might have actually been in here with him because that drop's almost four or five months old. We were talking about would you rather drink soda out of a can mm-hmm. or soda out of a bottle. Most people say a can soda, but he was like, well... 
He just said? Yeah. Oh, I don't again. like cans at all. Can- cans are trash. <laughs> what he said? They're actually recycling, Willie. Okay, please save the planet. They're not trash at all. They're recycling. But yeah, soda tastes better out of a bottle too, right? I mean, it's not. No, con- canned soda is the best. No, oh, man. No that's way. debatable. It's way more convenient and it's good. But if you have the option and you're chilling, it definitely tastes better out of a glass bottle. Well, okay. No, you, so you didn't say glass bottle. You just said a bottle. Well, what kind of bottle are you drinking out uh, of? Plastic? You get from the vending area, they're, yeah, plastic. they're plastic bottles. Yeah, I guess that's true. I didn't think about that. <laughs> but that, but that. I like bottles. I don't think you have any kind of taste from the plastic bottle, though. From the aluminum, you have a little bit of that metal in the soda. Wow. I never tasted that. What kind of soda are you drinking? (laughs) Both of you talking to me. We're doing two (laughs) shows at once. I'm doing one where Fiddy is making some lame joke, and then Wes has asked me, "Uh, I'm drinking the can soda with the aluminum can. That's what I'm drinking. I can taste it a little bit. I'm tasting some metal. I'm about to be rich. Uh, (laughs) Are you going to sue Coca-Cola if something that happens? Uh, thick Doink wrote in. If this becomes a thing, I mean, it's going to be, I'm going to be like a dog looking at squirrels the whole time. I'm not going to be focused today. Thick Doink wrote in. If this becomes a thing, would you allow me to shoot a promo shotgunning one of those beers? I, I not only, All day. not only would I allow it, I would embrace it. Yes. I would love any for you promotion, to do that. good promotion. A hundred percent. He also writes in also best soda is draft Sprite for McDonald's. That's a correct take. Draft Sprite. I don't know what they do. Did I, I we talk talked about, about this? this. Okay, I'm making sure I don't go back into it. Yeah, that, but that filtration system makes <laughs> yes makes their drinks that much better. Uh, Brian said I was holding off on judgment until I found out the type of beer it was, and to my pleasure, it's not an IPA. I'm hyped for y'all. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate the hype. Yes, a wheat ale. I'm cool with that. And you're not even a beer guy, but you said you would absolutely drink. I mean, if it has my face on it, I'm going to drink it. But and you like Blue Moon? Yeah, I like citrusy beers. A hundred percent. Smitty from the city saying only benefit of the bottle is being able to reseal it. That's true. Um, Blooper the Brave says my Bush lattes are the best out of a can. Oh, Bush latte, Bush light. I'm telling you, a brave fan, oh, a brave Bush fan latte. would be drinking Bush light. Uh, Bush trash. But, people. Don't, no, a hey, Bush light in college. That is the quantity beer of choice for Walker Mail back in college and even now. Over natties? Oh, yeah. I'm not drinking natties over Bush What's Light. What's a natty? Natty light? On natural light? Yeah. Like, okay. And we That's call them natties. Yes. That's what I figured. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that, Wes? You're just, those, a, you're just a sheltered, I'm not a big. Swine. I'm not a big beer guy because it takes too long to get to the end game. Fiddy, I, I'm not going to lie, buddy. Like you're, that's, <laughs> you are on your game as a producer. The, 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 the untimed, or I should say the timed sound bites that you have, it's very impressive. We're going to get to some of these other text messages. We're getting a lot. It's a little overwhelming right now, <laughs> having two different conversations, having a bunch of different text messages come in, having beer cans with my face on. We got a brochure about the possibility. I am overstimulated. We need to get to some football conversation. And so what are we drinking beers on the bus? Um, yeah, we can. Not the bus driver, though. So, ah, uh, screw it. I'm driving and I'm drinking. Let's do it right now. Oh. Getting off the bus, at least radio-wise. Let's do it. <laughs> you look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. So we did have coaching interviews scheduled for this weekend, but they are going to be holding off on that. The Carolina Panthers will. After the passing of the Charlotte FC player Anton Wilkes, who tragically passed away just a couple of days ago, and owner David Tepper and the Panthers front office, they were in New York conducting those coaching interviews, but they did fly back to Charlotte on Thursday following the passing of Anton Wilkes. And David Tepper, I think... It's Wilkes. 
Walks, I said not Wilkes, excuse me, Anton Walks, thank you. So Anton Walks, the, the, the Charlotte FC defender that passed away, and I think David Tepper has caught a lot of flack over the years for a bunch of different areas, and I think it's well-deserved. I think David Tepper and the Panthers organization holding off on what is a really important decision for this Carolina Panthers franchise, this is absolutely the right move. And sometimes you might say, well, why are we praising someone for making the right decision? Okay, this is clearly the option that is best suited for everyone involved. And I guess that's true. But I have no problem giving credit to someone making the right decision. I don't want to just put it down and say, well, this is what he always should have done in the first place. No, we criticize David Tepper for a lot of bad decisions. And I think this is one where ownership, the organization, they're getting it right by holding off on what is something very important to that Panthers franchise and then coming back to support the players while they grieve and they have this honor outside of Bank of America Stadium in honor of Anton uh, Walks. And so when you're talking about all of that, I think David Tepper in this organization is making the right decision here. And I just wanted to point that out because there's so many times they catch criticism. Well, so many of their employees work for his organization in multiple ways. And so you don't want to be having people that are grieving and going through things to be, you know, getting back to status quo, so to speak, so fast when it's still so fresh. So, yes, it is a a, a great move by them to make sure uh, that everybody's good to go and that they can grieve the way that they need to over such a tragic uh you know, event. Yeah, and so the Panthers, they were set to interview Sean Payton Friday. That meeting now is on hold. We don't know, I guess, the days that are going to be taking place a little bit later with these interviews, but they still have yet to interview still Sean Payton. Ken Dorsey, you also have not interviewed him as well. That interview for the head coaching vacancy was supposed to happen on Saturday, so it's unclear whether that meeting will take place. This all according to the Charlotte Observer as you read it now. Mike Kafka, okay. All right, overstimulation, just keep throwing it at me. What you got? Uh, According to my sources and numerous reports, the Sean Payton interview will take place on a day that ends in Y. That might be worse than the Dre Bly. Than the Dre Bly breaking news that you had. Already with so many things to talk about, and that's what you wanted to break us with. Thank you. I take back my dynamic compliments for you. Mike Kafka, also, we, we're not sure what when these interviews are going to be taking place, but as, as Fiddy just said, it'll take place in a day that ends in Y. Now, it's not all good decisions from the Carolina Panthers. There was a report uh, also within the last couple of days. On Tuesday evening, Jonathan Jones reported that Nicole Tepper, of course, the wife of Panthers owner David Tepper and the chief administrative officer of Tepper Sports and Entertainment, had not fulfilled the required inclusive hiring training necessary for her to take part in this potential candidate interview. Now, we heard from Scott Fitterer when he addressed media during this process, and he did say that Nicole Tepper would be a part of all of this. By one word answer, yes. Asked whether Nicole Tepper would be a part of it. He said yes, and that was it. Not a whole lot of explanation going on beyond that. And so now they get hit with this violation. What do you make of this news coming down from the NFL? Uh, I think it's interesting. The optics, no matter how she tries to paint it up, especially if they do not hire a minority candidate when we're talking about Mr. Steve Wilkes, you know, this is going to get magnified a little bit more, even if it's just as simple as, oh, she forgot or she was so busy that she wasn't able to do it, especially with the passing of walks. You know, there's definitely some things there that could have deterred that. But listen, a lot of people don't want to hear that. And, you know, it doesn't look good at all. And especially, like I said, if Wilkes is not the guy, this is going to be magnified whether it should be or not. So I don't think this is good uh, for the Panthers and, you know, 
It's just not good. Well, and in a response to the report, a Panthers team spokesperson, uh, spokesperson said in a statement, she was trained prior to participating in interviews. And that was the only statement they provided. Did not elaborate. The team did not expand upon that original statement. And the NFL on, has not responded to requests for comment. The policy, uh, the policy, by the way, it requires NFL decision makers in search of a new head coach or GM to complete inclusion hiring training prior to beginning their search. Has And it's only been in place since October. This is the first league-wide hiring cycle since it was implemented. So under the rule, David and Nicole Tepper, along with Fitterer, would be required to fulfill the required training. And I don't know all of the details on all that's taken place. We haven't gotten a whole lot, whether it be from the original statement, the NFL didn't respond. But I think this stuff does matter. I mean, if you're going to take hiring minorities and having inclusion be a part of the coaching process, and if training is as best you can do it, and if that is something that you would like all of the different people to abide by, I do think it's important to go and learn with from these classes, from this training protocol, whatever. And so it's harder to comment a little bit further than that, but it does seem on the surface at least some level of important. And so we'll see exactly how this all takes place going beyond. So, all right, let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets real quickly before we move on to the next segment. Trade deadline coming up February 9th. West, the trade rumors, they're starting to ramp up. We're starting to see Jalen McDaniels get a lot of interest. Two teams have been named, the Phoenix Suns and the Toronto Raptors. We actually got a specific Gary Trent Jr. name included mm-hmm. in a potential return for Jalen McDaniels. You'd have to match the salaries. A lot of details to be uncovered there. But Jalen McDaniels, Gary Trent, the two notable names. Bobby Marks, he wrote a ton of different trades that the Hornets could be a part of with the Dallas Mavericks, possibly with the Lakers, although not a big one that you might think. And you could also see something happen with the Golden State Warriors. I want to do some version of deal or no deal a little later on in the show because we have so many different scenarios to discuss. What do you make of the Charlotte Hornets being rumored so much in different reports? Do you think this is finally the offseason we see Mitch Kupchak take part in multiple in-season trades? Well, the Hornets are a bad team with good players. So they're going to be teams that are going to want to poach uh, from the roster because they may not be good as a they might not impact winning here in that manner but they could possibly come to their teams and impact winning uh Jalen McDaniels is just a funny one to me because to me he looks like a young emerging player and a guy that I would think that the Hornets would want to keep around but obviously it seems like he's coming up in trade rumors so I guess they are open for business on him but I would just think that he would be a guy that the Hornets may want to keep in their future yeah yeah absolutely well and again it just is not somebody that's going to eat a lot of your payroll right those are the types of players that you want so if you are looking to gut the roster and completely rebuild or retool whatever definition you want to go with Jalen McDaniels is not the guy that you're looking to sell if you have a different team coming in offering you the moon and the stars and everything else then okay, if you get more than 100% on the dollar, then sure, that might make sense. But you can't do anything less. And honestly, just a straight-up fair trade, why would you move him in the first place? To, to, to me, it has to be something more valuable than what Jalen brings to this team right now. Right. Someone that has developed in this system. One of the few good things that have happened with this team in the last couple of years. He's having a career this, year. And he's having a career year, 3 and D, close to 6'10 guy on the wing. They don't make him like that. Someone that can cover that kind of ground that does shoot 47% from the field, does have the ability to shoot 37 at least average or above from three-point range. I want Jalen McDaniels on this team, and you'd have to wow me in order for me 
me to trade him to a different franchise. We're off and rolling, kinda. There's a lot going on. We're going to try to organize it all as the show goes on. Kevin Keats going to be joining us at 1245 to talk about that stellar backcourt and maybe some dessert, some ice cream. I want to talk about ice cream. Ben and Jerry's is my blood type, so we'll get to all of that in just a moment. <laughs> it's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 FM. Walker, WFNZ 92.7 FM, and we got a special treat for you guys. My guy, NC State head basketball coach Kevin Keats, he called us in a little bit early, said he wants to have some fun, and I think that uh, he's definitely hit up the right show if he wants to have some fun, because that's our uh, middle names around here. We just talked about beer cans with our face on. Yeah, beer cans, all kind of stuff, man, so welcome to the fun house, coach. Hey, listen. You guys know. Look, I'm early. I don't want to get punished. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get on your show early. And, <laughs> uh, we're gonna. We're gonna laugh a little bit. We're gonna talk a little bit, and I know we're gonna talk a little bit basketball. So that's pretty good. That sounds pretty good to me, man. Will we cry too, though? You know, people say we're gonna laugh and we're gonna do all that. Are we gonna cry too? Not crying. No crying today. <laughs> I don't want to be the radio that. show that makes you cry. I don't want that oh. part of our. Uh, yeah, I don't want that. I, all right, coach. Well, let's get to the nitty gritty, man. Now, listen, when we saw each other in the airport leaving Amelia Island this summer and uh, you told me that you were completely rebuilding your program, you were working hard even in the airport, and then you guys have a tough start to ACC play, you start one and three, I believe. Were you ever afraid that your plan didn't work? And how did you and your team get things turned around? Well, you know, Wes, the the great thing about it was um, we'd had a great non-conference. And, um, you know, I think we finished up 10-1 and one in the non-conference with our only loss uh, coming at the hands of uh, Kansas in the Battle for Atlantis. Uh, we wasn't ready. When I say ready, you know, we played a game on, I want to say, December 3rd and then December the 10th in the ACC. And, you know, with a new group and new coaching staff, I don't think we were locked in and prepared to play ACC play that early. And so it took us a little time kind of to get our feet on this and understand, you know, what conference play was about. Uh, we locked in, got a great win, um, you know, started off with a very good win against Louisville at home. And then, you know, obviously um, I think what woke us up is we didn't play well against Clemson. And just none of us, including staff and players, liked the way we played. And from that point on, we decided to get a little bit more grit into us and we played a little tougher and, now we've won four in a row, so I think that's really helped us out a lot. You know. Coach, you guys have been on fire as of recent. You've won four in a row. And so you got a monster game with North Carolina coming this weekend. We know the rivalry and all that entails. You know, this is one of those ones. But what's it like for you walking around town before a game like this against North Carolina? What are the fans saying to you? What are the vibes? Like, what's it like being Kevin Keats walking around before a game like this? Well, first of all, Wes, I don't walk around before the game because you, hey, listen, you know how that is. But when you're losing, boy, you don't want to hear it. And then when you're winning, everybody loves you. Everybody loves a winner. And so, 
I um I kind of stay locked in, and he, and here's how I've, I've I've always told my guys is you know when somebody tell you how bad you are, don't listen, and if somebody tell you how great you are, don't listen. You know, just stay even keeled. Um, but we, but that being said, we're excited. Um, you know, we're gonna play against a very good North Carolina team who's won nine games at home, who's also playing really good basketball. I think they won their last four out of five. Um, you know, they're completely. You know, throwing the ball inside the Baycock, and he's having a great year. Davis is having a great year. You know what Love's capable of. So it's a very talented group that we get a chance to, um, you know, kind of see where we're at. You know, we look at it as, you know, here's another quad one opportunity against a really good team on their home floor. It's NC State basketball coach Kevin Keats joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. 92.7 FM Sports Radio WFNZ. Coach, how closely does this team resemble what you had back in Wilmington when you were coaching that program? Well, I think I think what's happened with this team is um, some adversity. And here's what happens: a lot of time adversity can pull you apart. I think it's pulled us together. You know, we're you know we we have been without Deshaun Mahorsik, who is a starter, and then Jack Clark, and then. You got guys like uh, E.B. DeWano stepped up and Greg Gann and Ernest Ross. And I say that to the comparison of Wilmington type of teams. Uh, you know, we when we had a, you know, when we had injuries back during the days and guys wasn't playing well, we always had someone step up. I think what's the good vibe about this team is that um, every guy on our team that gets a chance to play has taken advantage of his opportunity. And, you know, that's what's the sign of getting better every day. Um, We've locked in. You know, I didn't know how we would respond, you know, after we lost Jack uh, basically against Clemson. And then Greg Gann, who barely barely played, has come in and done a great job with it. So I think what's happening is the maturity of this team reminds me a little bit more of the Wilmington team because we had older guys who were transferred who, who had matured and knew how to play. Coach, Jaquavion Smith comes back this season, and I was surprised because I, I just, based off everything I was looking at as far as the NBA draft goes, I thought he was rising up draft boards. I mean, he was kind of the draft Twitter darling, if you will. All the nerds loved what Jaquavion Smith was doing, and then he decides to come back, and I thought he might even be a lottery pick. He's been excellent. He was excellent, of course, the year prior. How surprised were you to see him return to your program, and what has he meant specifically this year to the squad? Well, I, I think it says so much about him. And, you know, I, I think um, if you're an NC State fan, you should be just really grateful of this kid uh, because he loves his university, loved the way we played. Um, he was a kid. And, you know, most guys would have just jumped out of it. But he actually, when he was going through the process, we were talking every day. He missed his teammates. His, he missed the college life of it. Uh, he was getting uh, some advice and said, hey, possibly late first round. Um, every now and then somebody would say you could be earlier than that. You could be a second-round guy. And, and honestly, he just didn't want that. And I think one of the biggest things is give him and his dad credit. Uh, Terrence, they just sat down and talked about it. We had great conversations. I was um, very supportive either way he went. And I think he just decided, look, here's another great opportunity. I'm going to take all of the feedback, whether it's positive or negative. I'm going to work on my game. I'm going to come back. I'm going to get better. And he's gotten better when you look at him. His assist-to-turnover ratio is outstanding. Uh, I think he has more assists uh, in the short amount of games we played this year compared to the entirety of last year. And so I think what he's done is he's gotten better. He's leading the league in the scoring. He's been mature. 
Um, he's starting to shoot the ball well. His teammates really like him. And I think that's what the NBA guys like about him because he's showing growth. And then, Coach, again, going back to our convo, and you were looking for new guys, and you said you wanted to flip your roster on his head, so to speak. You bring in big DJ Burns. You bring in Jarkel Joyner. But which one of your new guys that you brought in made the impact culturally on your team where you were like, that's what we've been missing. That's what we need. Well, Wes, I would tell you it's probably going to have to be Jarkel Joyner. Um, you know, you, you've been around basketball. You've been around sports. Both of you guys have. And if your quarterback and your point guard are like extension of you and they're good people and they lead on and off the court, it typically helps your team. And, you know, this kid's been, I mean, he's been great, you know, you know, coming from Ole Miss and, you know, had transferred before an older guy, uh, loved to play. He stays in the gym. He's a positive influence. He's been great for Tequavion as an older brother beside him. Uh, leads both on and off the court. And then you look at DJ, uh, he, he's the, he's the fan favorite here at, um, NC State now. I mean, they, I mean, before he, when he gets out of his chair to get in the game, they're hauling DJ, DJ. And, you know, I don't know if you guys saw the whole, you know, he got hit in his eye against Duke and he had to wear some protective shades. And now it's become a big thing around here now. So everybody's wearing shades around here in Raleigh right now. <laughs> Coach, and I was going to ask you about that, but first I saw after, the Georgia Tech win in the postgame speech, you told the team that they were going to get an ice cream reward, and that's been the big thing. So a couple questions here. Do you yeah. guys get the ice cream bought in, or do you go somewhere in that city? And then we want to know what type of ice cream you got and what is the perfect ice cream treat, in your opinion. Now, that's going to really set things off on this station. When we talk food here, people go ham. So, you know, this question is going to carry us through the rest of the show. <laughs> All right, the toughest, here's the toughest thing. So we started it back in Wilmington. If we got a road win, because I took over a program, they hadn't won on the road. And we won our first road game, and we said, all right, we're going to celebrate. How can we celebrate? So we any road win, we go get ice cream. So I brought that tradition here to NC State. Only we got some fans that will eat ice cream on every win. It's only on a road win now. you got to have a road win. And then the toughest job that's on the staff is if you're the assistant dobo because you got to figure out you can't order the ice cream too early because if you do, I think <laughs> it jinxes us. And so he's got to kind of wait to you know that last two minutes and he feels like that we're going to win, and then he would order the ice cream. So we're, we're at Georgia Tech, and we go to, I know I think you guys may have, Insomnia. Uh, we go to Insomnia where they got great cookies. And oh, yeah, okay. ice yeah, cream. yeah. Yeah, and so we stopped in the summer. It was already ordered. We picked it up. Now, I don't eat the ice cream unless they have a dairy-free option uh, or or because I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't have that. And so when I do get it, though, I have to kind of – I'm at the mercy of whatever ice cream shop we decide to go to if they have a lactose-free or some of those ice cream. But the most popular ones are – you know, our guys like, um, you know, strawberry. They like vanilla. They like chocolate. They they eat a little bit of everything. But I'm telling you, you guys, if you want to, any road win that we have now, I'm inviting you. You can go get your own set of ice cream and join in with us. And But the only thing I'm going to ask you to do is now I want you to send me a tweet or send me a picture of you eating your ice cream now. 
Uh, I might do that every night just because Ben and Jerry's is pretty much my blood type, <laughs> Coach. Like, it's it's real bad. I, I've got love handles because of all that. I honest, Coach, I couldn't play for you, to be honest. Like, I would eat way too much. I, you'd have to take it away from me. <laughs> no, listen. If, hey, listen. If you win and we're winning all these road games, you eat as much ice cream as all you right. want to now. I can tell you that now. <laughs> Coach, I love you, man. But, you know, through and through, I, I text you the other day after you guys got the big win against Miami. But, you know, I'm a weight guy, man. I can't be – you know, doing NC State traditions. Hey, right, listen, you can do NC State traditions <laughs> only only one game or so. You don't have to, but you can do it. Listen, you're an ACC guy at the end of the day. Okay. You can do it. All right, if you guys beat Wake on the road, though, I'm going to do a video throwing ice cream at the camera. Oh, no, don't do that. Just give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just throw it my way. Hey, hey you're going to make a lot of people mad if you throw ice cream away. You shouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't do that. Yeah, I, I know. He's going to make me mad here. It's Kevin Keats joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, Weston Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You know, last couple of things here for you, Coach. What are some of the things that you've been really proud of that your team has improved? on as the season has gone on and what is something that you still want to see get better as the season goes forward well i i think we've gotten better defensively um you know and i think that's been a big difference in us um you know the two games um in a row where we played against duke and at virginia tech i thought the first half we kind of set the tone you know both teams only scored 22 points um I thought we did. You know, Duke was our best game defensively. I thought we played here in a long time, maybe the best game that I've, I've coached here. And then we went on the road in the first half of the Virginia Tech. Uh, Miami was completely different. I mean, I don't know where our defense went, um, but we we ended up scoring a little bit more than them. But I would say that we've gotten a lot better in the last three, four weeks defensively, and that's that's one of the reasons why I think we've had some success. All right, Coach, we know everybody talks about Duke and Carolina, but this is also one of those OG ACC matchups. So for the uninitiated, tell them what they're going to witness when they check out this game on Saturday. Well, I think it's a great game. I mean, it's a, listen, you're talking about uh, it's a meaningful game uh, in January, middle to the end of January, where two teams are right there um, close, by, close to close in the standings and – I think you have to look at it as it's a quad one opportunity for both teams. Um, and, you know, obviously we both are still trying to build a resume for the NCAA. And I think the biggest thing is you got two teams that with high power guards that can score and uh, it'll be an exciting game and an opportunity for a quad one win. All right, coach, that's NC State coach Kevin Keats. Yeah, checking in with the Weston Walker Show. Coach, we appreciate your time, and I guess Kanye messed up my uh, Yeezy plug with all his antics. <laughs> oh, no. Like, you're, you're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Coach, take it easy, man. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. All right, that's Kevin Keats, NC State, man. He talked about a lot of good stuff there, but listen, we want to set it off on the guest line. What is the perfect ice cream treat in your opinion? What are your favorite flavors? Will you use NC State Road Wins as an excuse to eat ice cream, even if you are not an NC State fan, man? What about you, Walker? I mean, yeah. Uh, look, it's it's actually a problem. I've talked about this before, but it's my biggest vice as far as dessert goes. Mm. I mean, it, it's my biggest problem. I can't not eat a whole pint of Ben & Jerry's, Halo Top, Talenti, whatever kind of. What's your favorite, roast? though? You get one for the rest of your life. What do you do? <sighs> 
Yeah. I mean, what flavor from Ben and Jerry's or just what like flavor, anything? What brand, whatever. Going, you if, get one. If we're going vague, we're going chocolate. But if we're okay. going specific, I, I've i gotten made fun of this before. I love chocolate banana combo. So give okay. me Chunky Monkey and I will be a Chunky Monkey for the rest of my life. Like, that's what it is. That, that's my favorite that I've ever had. And so that's what I would roll with, too. That There's so many different ones. I don't care. But honestly, those would be the two that I go with. Somebody asked me about Culver's, though, on the text line. What do you think about Culver's ice cream? Uh, I think I've had Culver's before. It's pretty good. If I had one for the rest of my life, though, man, haagen butter pecan, it's just absolutely oh, You ridiculous. fancy, huh? Yeah, haagen <laughs> butter pecan, man. If I get one of those, it's hard not to eat the whole thing in one sitting. Uh, we've talked, I think we've discussed this a little bit, but 704 number wrote in uh, Snickers ice cream bars all day. Oh, those yeah, Those are yeah. great on the go. If if I only, if I need a those fix are good. and I just need to go to the gas station real quick and then I see that in the frozen, in the freezer right next to the door, yeah. that's Impulse City. I mean, that's for me. Are the you Snickers. a cone guy? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm going bowl. Like for I, me, I like I'm, cones. I used to like the cake, but I actually have become very recently a big fan of waffle cones. Waffle cones are okay. Oh, I've got, I think that's almost for me, I almost matured and I started to eat some waffle cones here and there, but I'm, I'm nah, usually you, just putting it in a bowl. <laughs> Fiddy, uh, what's up, man? Are you going to uh, eat some ice cream if they get the win on Saturday or what? No, because I don't have to celebrate beating a team we've owned my entire life. There you go. And I want you to know that I did not wish him good luck after we hung up the phone. I, I, I wouldn't expect you to. Of course you wouldn't. I, I mean, I, I mean most a, coaches, I will tell them good luck the rest of the way. I didn't tell Kevin Keats good luck the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, I know you didn't. I, I would not expect that from you. I would, I would expect you, honestly, to just, because you have to be professional in this setting, to just be monotone. Hey, Coach Keats, this is the Wesson Walker Show. You're ready to come on. Okay, thank you. Yeah, All right. Why didn't you, you hit him with a go Tar Heels like you did for the ACC that championship is, game when people called That is in. true. You, you should have did that. Because you do hit people with the go Tar Heels a lot. Those are listeners. I don't have to be professional with them. When we got the head coach uh -huh. of a state university basketball team on, I got to be somewhat professional. No, that's true. Maybe all somewhat. Right. Not all the way, but somewhat. All right, we'll get to some of these other texts that people are writing in with their favorite ice cream flavors. A little bit about the game. We have the campus corner coming up. But first, let's get to the first Fitty Flash of the day. What you got, Fitty? Uh, well, yesterday, Wes, you were talking about Jaden Rashada, that top quarterback prospect that was wanting his release uh, over some NIL controversies. Well, the University of Florida did grant his release from his uh, national letter of intent. Um, he asked for his relief. He asked for his release after a reported thirteen million dollar NIL deal package fell through. And one thing to to keep in mind, he committed to um, Miami, Florida, over Miami, and he received number of offers from Power Five programs like LSU, A and M. And Ole Miss. So you have to imagine those SEC schools with deep uh, with deep pockets, they're going to be in the running. But this is like the first time we've really seen NIL impact recruiting. What do you think the impact of this, this move is going to be moving forward? Well, it's going to be huge. These schools are going to make sure they have the thriller to get it done. For Florida, it was the cheaper option just to let them out because if they tried to force them to come, you know, you're talking lawsuits and all types of stuff. So they say, hey, listen, we need a quarterback bad, but we're just going to have to let this guy go. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes next. But, I mean, if he could command that type of money from Florida, I'm sure he can find it somewhere else. All right. We're getting mean on the text line. Casey Steve doing it on the app pick. I can see two pints of ice cream is what he's referring to. I can see two pints on either side of water. 
Walker. I hate that picture so much of both of us because no, the, they're not going to hate on my co-host, but, man. But, Stop. But, well, they, well, they are, and and I think they're going to continue because of the the way that the wind is blowing is what I'm going to attribute it to. Like I'm not the skinniest. Well, in tell the world. us to send some pictures of them so then we can rip them up. No, How about because, that? Because well, wow. you know that's the famous texter thing. They get the keyboard courage. They want to come and pop off. So let's see what you look like. Uh, How about that? All right, I'm going to try to work out and do some sit-ups during the break. <laughs> we'll come back after that. It's the Campus Corner, Weston Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 <laughs> FM. Taking over not only the text line but also during the break. It, and I don't know if I want to bring this up, but I I was challenged with not bringing it up, so I guess I will just to spite Fiddy. We talked about our text chain last night, and Fiddy said something inappropriate, and he included a couple of emojis. It might have included a certain vegetable that's used to reference one in particular something. We'll just say that. And when he sent when he sent that into the group chat. Wes immediately responded with, in different text, Fiddy, don't you ever, ever, maybe all caps, send anything like that again. And the real (laughs) point I want to get to is Wes felt so uncomfortable with your text, Fiddy, that he said that he was going to delete that specific message from the convo. And then I asked him if he really did. And he said, yes, I deleted that in real time. It's absolutely (laughs) nowhere to be found on my phone. How does it make you feel? That you felt that you made Wes feel so uncomfortable, he had to delete a text from you. I failed because the the goal wasn't to get a reaction out of Wes. I know I'm gonna get a reaction out of Wes. The challenge is to get something out of you because mm-hmm. you are arguably the worst texter of all time. I'm not. Mm. I'm not. Well, it's it's hilarious that you think that because as little as I participate, I still participate into the group chat. <laughs> And there are a lot of times I just don't text back a lot, but I I accept that. Do you text your girl back quick? No, and she gets but mad she at gets me for it. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A lot of people get mad at me. Did you not it. learn from your previous relationship? You know, maybe you got to change some things. Well, wow. you oh. want to talk about previous? You relationship? ain't lying, <laughs> Whoa! I think I think. Out of anybody in this room, you might be the one that does not want to talk about previous relationships. <laughs> I mean, I have before. I'm just but now the goal was to get like <laughs> something out of you, like mm-hmm. at least uh, because I I imagine you're like at home, in front of your fish tank, and you're just like, are you about to do an impression? There you go. Well, Finney's wilding. <laughs> and you just put the phone down. Well, and you just never replied. That that's what I let y'all do sometimes because y'all are going back and forth, multiple textures. Wes, that's the style that you have. You are a multi-text type of guy. Yeah. If you you'll text back a couple of words in there and then boom, 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 a couple notifications going off. Yeah. And that's what you'll do, and then I'll just let y'all wild. <laughs> that's, that's what y'all do. Um Fiddy, you didn't say your favorite ice cream flavor. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. What do you think my favorite ice cream flavor is? Oh, I have zero clue. Are we going? Is it something vague, or is it going to be something Vanilla. that's hard to guess? No, it's not. It, I mean, it's a pretty popular. Is it like cookie based dough? off your political views and different things like that? I'd go with vanilla. Amazing! Wow, I've just been stereotyped worse than <laughs> I ever have in my life before. I'm a big, uh, you know, Moose Tracks, Rocky Road oh, type of guy. Me. Um, yeah, no, that that's really good. By the way, one of my buddies just texted in. 
It, it, you know he's a good friend when you recognize his number without seeing the contact, right? Like, yeah. Are there any friends that you actually know their number by heart? Flounders. Yeah. That's crazy because it feels like back in the day when I was a kid or uh-huh. coming up, I did memorize people's numbers. So just because that I'm weird like that, my long-term memory is very good. My short-term is not as evidence of me forgetting stuff a lot. But my long-term memory, I can remember my friend's landlines, like calling back in you know, in yes. elementary school when I wanted to say, hey, did y'all want to hang out? But no, I, I, I know my friend's uh, number who just texted any, they said, agree with fit there. Walker's a bad texter. He actually texted me early <laughs> this morning because of a giant squid that was actually filmed for the first time off the coast of Japan, and it was like an eight-foot squid the first time we had seen anything like that. So just feeding more into the aquarium. I feel like your destiny one day, you're either going to do do it with your media career or going to retire and then go into that. I just yeah. feel like a marine biologist or something along those lines. I have, to be, future. I have to be smart, though, so I'm, I'm just kind of prone to radio since I'm not too smart. <laughs> we'll go to more cookies and cream is getting there. Orange cream sickle. Uh, that's getting some yeah, love. Like uh, ben and Jerry's and Talenti Pints. Don't forget about the Briars as well. Yeah, some Briars people are liking Briars. Yeah. That's where I go to. Yeah, Briars. Briars is good. And Ben and Jerry's is expensive, but I just love it so much. Banana Split is out there. People are talking about that. On the go ice cream, Choco Tacos. R.I.P., right? They don't make them anymore. Yeah, they don't. I don't think they do make them I anymore. I remember they went out during the summer. That's right, and it was devastating. And I think you were also in here when Willie when that happened with Willie P. Because that that man had a grow a, a full blown meltdown. God Almighty! Even though he was on a diet <laughs> trying to lose weight because he had too many choco tacos and he was a fat ass. Oh wow! It's <laughs> <laughs> so strong. Why is it so strong? That guy has so many different ads on these airwaves about him losing 40 to 50 pounds, and here you are calling him a fat ass. Goodness I mean, I gracious. showed you a photo of Fat <sighs> Willie the other day, and I mean, right. you were even like, damn, he's pretty big. No, I did not say that. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> Why do you make up these stories? I did not say that. I, In fact, I probably said damn to that, too, because <laughs> it's so mean. Let's get to the campus corner. Let's try to salvage this with just a little bit of college athletic talk. Uh, if you look at some of the games this weekend within the ACC, what's something that catches your attention here most, Wes? Anything on upset alert, somebody that you think has a lot on the line, or, of course, you're going to go with the heels in the Wolfpack game? Well, that's going to be excellent, and since we've already talked about that one with Coach Keats, I have to go with my Deeks in Virginia, okay? The Wake Forest Demon Deacons are undefeated at home. They're playing great basketball in the top five in the ACC standings, and they've got number 10 Virginia coming to town now. Wake has already beat Duke when Duke was uh, ranked before. They beat Clemson the other night. So this is going to be another big test for them. Hopefully the environment will be raucous at the Joe. Uh, this season marks the first time Wake has had back-to-back 10-0 home starts in program history. Uh, we're fourth in the Power 5, 26 nationally and three-pointers made per game. So we're shooting it up in the forest. And they lead the ACC in scoring offense, three-point field goal percentage, and three-point field goals made, man. So we're ready to go, Virginia. Come on down and get some of this smoke at LJVM Coliseum. You feel me? I think the most intriguing thing about that game is that if Wake Forest wins, barring a typical Wake Forest collapse, they all but locked themselves as a tournament team. You know, because, I mean, they would have so many great resume wins on there. They still got Carolina to come to their building outside of Carolina and state, which of course is the marquee game tomorrow. I'm really intrigued to see what that Duke Miami game looks like. Yep, Duke, that's gonna be maybe good. not going to have Jeremy Roach back for this game. 
Um, and they've just been dealing with a lot of just different issues. Miami went there last year and beat them. I, don't, I think they can go there and win again. And I think if that happens, that'd be a couple home losses for Duke on the season. We got to start really wondering, will that team ever put it all together under John Shire? No, it's it's a great point, especially because you do expect Duke to have these big time victories. And so that is one with a lot on the line. I want to go back to NC State, North Carolina, just real quickly. If NC State gets this win against the Heels, will they have the case as the best team in North Carolina? Yes. Or would yeah. you still say Wake Forest is that despite NC State getting the win? I think it depends. I think if State remember Fifty State Carolina. I, I think That's I think true. if State wins, but Wake beats Virginia at home, mm-hmm. I, I think the gap between those two would be neck and neck. I would go State because they'd have wins over Duke, Miami at home, and they won in Carolina. Yeah, I would agree with. Uh, wait, would I agree with Fitty on that? You tell me. <laughs> no, no, no. I think Wake would have had the better of the the last three games because, like I said, beating Clemson and then if they beat number 10 Virginia, that would easily be the best win uh, of the bunch. It's tough. It's it's been a fun season, mm-hmm. and there's been disappointment. It's been very roller coastery for some of these yes. squads. And uh, well, Duke, it's it was, you know, at the beginning of the year, despite them having losses, they were against really good programs, yeah. ranked programs. Then they got it rolling. Everybody was feeling very good about John Shire, and now certainly not. The vice versa thing for the Tar Heels, right? At the beginning of the season, they lose four straight, and it's not actually against phenomenal competition, even though there were certainly some good squads in there. And now they're starting. Starting to figure it out a little bit, still some uncertainty around it. So we'll see what happens with an ACC basketball. But the thing is, we all win as ACC traditionalists, ACC fans, because we're getting great ACC games on Saturday and throughout the week with some of the traditional ACC uh, powers. There's Wes with the kumbaya approach. I like it. We hold hands and we sing songs during the break. Anybody but Carolina. With more fire coming up next, Wes and Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 FM.